You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, here we go. Damn Dolphins Podcast commencing in three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of yeah, another episode of the Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast. We oh. back. And we're mad this time because the Dolphins did not give up a third rounder for Matt Ryan. That is correct, Commander. Matt Ryan joins the Colts. And they're probably going to hope to get on another deep playoff run. The Colts have been interchanging QBs since, I don't know, since our 20s? Yeah. I don't know. Ever since Andrew Luck retired. Uh, and uh, this time the Dolphins miss out on a Pro Bowl quarterback and Matt Ryan. This will be a day long remembered. And Rob, tell me why you are angry at this move. I'm not angry at this move. I don't even know why we're talking about this move. No, we're, we're not. I don't know. We're never, we're never going to get it. Uh, Matt Ryan, what are you complaining about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He, we just messing around. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just messing around. I, I just like, you know, I was like, ooh, a third rounder for Matt Ryan. That's, you know, that that doesn't sound so bad. Better than two third rounders for Carson Wentz. Yeah, or three firsts for the Doc one. Deshaun Watson. The force is strong with him. You know, I guess I, I'm on a basketball GM Discord, right? So we talk a lot of sports in general, and everybody kept arguing about did the did the Cleveland Browns gave up too much for Deshaun Watson? I mean, they gave up like three first round picks, and I just think to myself, like, so what? <laughs> we the, the the Rams gave up two first round picks for Matthew Stafford, which most people don't even before the Super Bowl run don't think he was old. People yeah. thought he was overrated. One time Pro Bowler. Two-time yeah. Pro Bowler by now. No, it's still one time. It's still one time? It's still one time. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we saw the 49ers traded, like, three first-round picks with us to get an unknown commodity in Trey Lance, which we don't even know if he'll ever be good. Mm-hmm. You know that Deshaun Watson is good. Except he's not good. He's evil. saw the Dolphins use two first-rounders on Austin Jackson, Noeg Monogany, and uh, even another first-rounder in Tua. And... Yeah. So far, it's like you got the picks are nice until you use them on players that yeah. fail, yeah, or aren't living up to expectations as of you yet. You know, someone made a comment. Uh, that's just not using maximum value. It's just no. It's not really. It's just you have to be good at drafting players. You know. Sometimes you want to give up these abstract picks for proven commodities. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the quarterback position. Oh yeah. I guess the reason why we're talking about Deshaun Watson is that, um, as we all, as, as this recording, <clears throat> you all should know about the big trade that happened between Cleveland and the, the Houston Texans. Cleveland gave up three first-round picks in addition to other picks to acquire Deshaun Watson. The dark one. Uh, the dark one. The force is strong with him. Um, this, this, of course, trade and news has created a lot of... Uh, and not, uh, what's the right word? Media stir, controversial. Yeah, words like uh, those. Controversy within the media, the fan base. Uh, anybody who believes this is a good football move, yes. Uh, people are also bittersweet on it because of the morals and the ethics behind it. And some people are just like, F Deshaun Watson, F what he did. And we're like, we're going to boycott all the Cleveland Browns games and stuff like that. He's as clumsy as he is stupid. Which is fine. There's going to be a small percentage of those people. But in the end, it's the NFL. And as much as this stirs up news and controversy and conversation, uh, the game's going to go on. People are still going to watch the game. And no one's going to stop watching the NFL because Deshaun, because the Cleveland Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. It's, 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 it's one of those things. Everything 
everything, people always move forward in time. And maybe maybe it's a, for a small fraction of people will continue to hold on to it and boy, boycott it. But most of us, we still love the NFL. We're still going to watch the games. Like me and Rob. Like, we don't, we, we definitely don't approve of what Deshaun Watson did. Yeah. But we're not going to stop watching exactly. the our, the game that we love because of by, some by the way, I dude think, we don't even know. By the way, I think also part of the issue is that it feels weird that this guy went from almost being indicted to to getting literally like one of the, probably the biggest contract, biggest guaranteed contract of all time. All too easy. Because remember, he's they gave him a new deal. He's not getting that Texas extension. He's getting a new deal with the Browns that total almost two hundred and thirty million, almost all of it fully guaranteed. So even if he gets cut tomorrow, he's getting that money. Yeah. And that goes well for him because his 22, what, his 22 civil suits are still ongoing. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to use a huge portion of the money that he's earned <laughs> and probably some of that new Wait. contract to, to do a bunch of settlements with these women. Yeah, which we all agree, which is probably the main reason why in the end he chose Cleveland. Because yeah. they're going to help him out not only personally, but also give him a... Yeah, like, a pretty stacked team uh, yeah. on the other in end. In terms too. of the football move, it was the right move. Yeah. But also, just on a financial sense, no. to me, this move, what Cleveland did, just showed that they really believe they are the guy away from winning it all. They're willing to take the media hit, they're willing to take whatever soul they have left in that organization. Mm. And I said this, and I've said this. Whoever trades for Deshaun Watson, whatever be Miami or any other team, you are selling your soul mm-hmm. for a chance to win on a high level. Then the Browns clearly do not care about the draft picks they had. They clearly do not care about whatever scrutiny they're going to receive, or even care about their salary cap, because they're going because they really believe they have a team that's going to win it all, and they're willing to they're, they're willing to bite the bullet. They're willing to take a year of a, they, they're willing even to take a tank year if anything because if because you know Sean Watson will still probably be suspended at some point. It was, it was it's it's something all right, and the funny thing is, throughout all this is happening, Sean Watson probably would have been a dolphin right now if it wasn't for uh, Chris Greer stabbing floors in the back and. And the, and, the organ, and the owner, or, or maybe get Chris Greer convincing the owner that we should keep Tua and get rid of Flores, who didn't believe in Tua. Yeah. So, essentially, we chose Tua over Flores, and the Dolphins are moving on with Tua and a coach that, uh, since the moment he got here, and probably because of those meetings, uh, believes he can get more out of Tua. And uh, at least we'll see you how that works for at least a year before whether or not he sours on Tua too. And then we might have to move on for a quarterback. But Yep. But hey, as far as football moves go, I wouldn't mind having Deshaun Watson over Tua because I think there Watson has a certain physical ceiling that Tua will never reach. Yep. And uh but you know, I, I you know, I want to see what Tua it, has to cuz I believe Tua has really good natural instincts for the game. It, it, I just you know, like yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, it's his arm. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, that's it's, my question with it. It's his arm. It's that's it. He has a his arm's okay, but it, it could be better. It's you know it's not like we're criticizing Tua. I'm, I'm gonna say this again, and I've said this again. I'll, I'll say I've been, this over we've been over. we've been huge supporters of Tua. We were all in on him since day one. We all wanted to take. We all wanted him over Justin Herbert. I will always stand by that decision. Everybody I, I said ne- tank for Tua. I everybody said tank thing. to Tua. Tua was supposed to be the projected first overall pick. You know, it's not it's not Tua's fault that Joe Burrow came out of nowhere and became like the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. And yes, I know Justin Herbert. There was a lot of hype for Justin Herbert for years, but Justin Herbert did have accuracy issues coming out. He wasn't. He didn't exactly light up the world with his stats. And he was very mechanical and robotic. Yeah. Not very vocal. Now, I know they say that the, the Oregon coaching staff held him back. But, look, I'm going to just say this forever. When the great Armando Salguero, the guy I totally respect, once called, once compared him to Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert to Ryan Tannehill, I'm sorry. 
if you gave me the Ryan Tannehill comp comparison, I am out. I'm out. You, you scared me. That's why. I, that's that scared me. Yep. That completely scared me. <laughs> scared me too. I don't want to relive another Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Like, especially as a Dolphins fan, like you gave, you gave him what? I forget six, seven years here. I think it was six. Probably yeah. six years down here. And do you want to? Did you want to go through that process again with no. someone who? With someone with a no. Same. And and by the way, everybody's on the Justin Herbert bandwagon. I just want to point out, he hasn't won anything yet. He has not won a division. He hasn't even made the playoffs yet. But let, let's let's actually see him do something first before we crown him the best quarterback in the AFC West, Mr. Colin Cowherd. Now, if you want to crown him, then crown their ass. Now, I was listening to ESPN mm-hmm. first take when I was in Alaska on the plane ride, and they even had him at one point like in the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'm like, what does this guy want? Like, I know he puts up great numbers. He puts up great numbers, look, a lot of touchdowns. He's got, look, I and, will say. And look, everything, but I he's mean, got is the, he there yet? He's got the skills to be a top quarterback. But to me, he hasn't it hasn't given me any results. Simple as that. Yeah. And that's very fair. I, and again, I think, I, I'm sorry, but like, I I think when we, when we put the crown on this guy over... Patrick Mahomes, who's literally been like the best quarterback since he officially became a starter. I'm sorry, I am not going to put a crown on a guy who has not earned it. You know, the great Omar Little said of himself, "You come in the, you come in the king, you best not miss." And so far, Justin Herbert's been a miss. Uh-huh. Maybe not a miss in terms of like bust or anything like that. Clearly, he's not. I, I just think it's a typical, like, Chargers organizational thing. It's like, you could stack the team with, like, like, you know, how long has, like, Tom Telesco stacked that team with talent? And he probably acquired more talent in uh, J.C. Jackson now. And, and, and Kilio uh, Mack. And, like, we've seen him have great players throughout the years and pro bowlers. And do they, do they ever win? Like, no, they always come up short and they shoot themselves in the foot in mm. one way or another. No, I'm and I'm, it's I'm, and I'm, it's not. And, and granted, I would love to have all those players on my team. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it's it's almost like they're cursed or they're snake bin or something like that. It's one of those organizations. It, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Like I, if, I if, think I think the Vikings are the same way. Yeah. And by the way, this is no, and that's not even a shot against uh, Herbert or Philip Rivers when he was quarterback. It's just the organization itself. And again, I do think I do think the Chargers will make the next step. And by the way, I I am giving a lot of props to the Chargers for what they're doing this offseason as well, which doesn't feel like that way with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. The Dolphins, as much as I like their moves because these players that they have signed fit the system and fit and fit the Mike McDaniel's, you know, run scheme and offense and all that, like. None of the guys that we signed, like, are guys who are going to get you over the top. And that's what this offense needs. We always sprinkle in a bunch of, like, good, decent players throughout the offense, throughout the defense, throughout the roster. Uh, But, like, we don't – we need more special dudes. Like, that's why the charges are are relevant in the conversation because they have a bunch of pro bowlers and upper echelon guys. That's why the Cleveland Browns are, if they get Watson, they're projected to be, like, a deep playoff contender. That's why, you know, uh, who else we had? We had uh, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs, again. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, great O-line, Patrick Mahomes. The the Bills are stacked uh, because they got a bunch of really great players. Because you know what it is, dude? These the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, they're doing when you're supposed to do when you know you got a stud quarterback on the rookie. I don't think people understand. Stud quarterback on the rookie contract is the greatest asset you can have in the NFL. The best asset. Mm-hmm. Because that means you are paying your quarterback absolutely nothing. And you could literally build a roster around him. That is why Kansas City was able to build their team. They were able to get a Tyron Matthew, a 
But for, they were able to rebuild that offensive line from scratch, literally after one year. Mm-hmm. To get to re-sign Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill and trade for Frank Clark, you know, there's a reason why the Chargers are getting a a, a, a JC. J.C. Jackson, uh, Khalil, Khalil, Trey, Mack, Trey for Khalil Mack, two great run defenders. Re- resign Mike Williams on a big deal because they have the guy under center that they believe they got, and we're gonna go all in because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way with the Dolphins ever. In the last few years, who was like the one big signing that we could agree was a big sign? It was um, Eric Flowers. No, Byron Byron Jones. Byron Jones, yes, yes, yes. That, yeah, I love that signing from yeah. day one. That was like the one legitimate, like, all right, we got the second guy on the other side, so mm-hmm. now we have one of the better. Yeah, back, yeah. Uh, once you once back. you have two upper, uh, like you know, upper echelon players at the cornerback position, like you're gonna, you're probably gonna have a really good defense. Yeah. You just shut down the passing game by so much. That's why. That's why I feel like safeties used to be like. A really like a really high commodity in the NFL, but now they like dropped off a little bit because you're looking for those man-to-man corners who mm-hmm. are gonna actually like be on those receivers the entire time, mm-hmm. not just a guy covering a zone or a guy coming mm-hmm. in to uh, knock out guys over the middle. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, but and it's just I don't feel that way. Ever since we got Tua, where where is there's the, nothing there? Where is like? And is that a sign that they're, they're that much not into Tua that they're not going to give him a roster around him? I mean, like this this free agency. And again, there's nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with their moves. It's a, it's a lot of Walmart target moves. You get some nice players and really friendly contract deals. You know, I'll give them this. Connor Williams was a really, really good pickup, especially for that cheap. Mm-hmm. We need it. We needed to fix the guard situation, without a doubt, and he will fix that. And he will fix that right away. The deflector shield. I know Miami is still trying to get after Armstead, Terran Armstead. Uh, there is no official announcement of any signing with us or anywhere. Have you signed anywhere else? Um, I'm hoping. I think he's supposed to meet with the Dolphins, or he has he met, met them, with the He Dolphins. met them already, I believe. Yeah. He's supposed to meet them yesterday. So I hope. That gets settled because our offensive line is really bad. And by the way, Cincinnati, did you notice what they did this offseason? Alex Kappa, Lel Collins, and there was another guy. I'm trying to remember his name. I don't remember. Alex Kappa. Another O lineman, right? Yeah, O lineman. Yeah. They're fixing up their own line, basically. Yeah, yeah. They, the deflector shield. They, 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 they rebuilt that overnight. Yeah, because that was a huge. I mean, when you when you got Joe Burrow being like sacked nine times in one game and seven times in another game, and the what was it in the Super Bowl? He got sacked. Uh, was it four four times or seven times? The Super Bowl. I don't know something. something a lot of times. A like lot Joe, of times. Joe Burrow got killed like throughout yeah, the whole yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was the issue going from his rookie year into his second year about how the concern was how bad that offensive line is. The deflector shield, and if it's gonna get him injured again. And he took a lot of hits and a lot of sacks, and luckily he still made it through the year uh, without an injury. He came close though. I think he was limping in that Super Bowl, um, but. Uh, but now they they finally figured out their weakness, their main weakness of the team because they they stacked their wide receiver. They got a decent running back. Their defense is playing well, and uh, and all they had to do was just fix the O line. The deflector shield. And hey, man, they're making moves to do it, and they're probably gonna go on another run again. I think they're gonna be the. Mm, well, it depends on if Watson plays or not, but. I think I got the the Bengals. Uh, oh, they also got Ted Karras, uh, actually. Ted Karras, yes, from the from the Pats, former Dolphin, former Patriot before that. Yeah, Ted Karras. Yeah, he's solid center. Um, yeah. So I I mean I I think I, I got the Bengals uh, number one in that division uh, on paper right now. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that division could be very unpredictable. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But, uh, but yeah, look, but look at that. But since look at that, Cincinnati. 
saw where their issue was, and they immediately addressed it, literally in one off season. So yeah, and, we're, and we well, still and we still have the draft coming up. Yeah, and we still have the draft coming up, and with, with all the picks and all the cap space the last uh, couple years, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, why just, why can't we solve our off, our offensive we, line overnight? The deflector shield. Look, look at look at Kansas City. It's taking us years to do this. Look at Kansas City. After the Super Bowl, that offensive line died during the Super Bowl. The deflector shield. What happened in the offseason? They trade for Orlando Brown. Impressive. They they get yeah, they trade for Orlando Brown. They get Kyle Long out of retirement. Most impressive. They draft Creed Humphreys, who was like the best center in the league mm-hmm. in his rookie year. The force is with him. A second rounder, by the way. They, they. I think they got another tackle too. That, too. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. They did get another tackle. Uh, I think it was Joe Tooney. I think they saw. Yeah, Joe Tooney. That's the one. Yeah, like, the force is strong with him. Like, they, look at that. They get. They got four new guys, in one off season. And probably, and you know. And they're all like some of the better guys in the, the league. league. Yeah. And and like and I and I and I see Miami and I just think like. Like, where are the moves, bro? Where's the smart GMing skills? Where's the where's the cap, the cap college? Yeah. Like, where's the where's the the cap manipulation, bro? Where is this with this? Like, team? you have you have you have a fourth and a fifth round pick. I think you got, I think they got two fourths. They have two fourths and I think a fifth round pick or, or a, one fourth and two fifth round picks, in in this upcoming draft, and and I see the Browns trade for Amari Cooper. For like a fifth and a sixth rounder, and I look at the Dolphins, I'm like, man, you couldn't outbid the Browns for Amari Cooper, like a like a high profile receiver that your team desperately needs because we Alan- go through the same names and the same faces by every way, single year, and they all get hurt and by, disappoint. By the way, a former Alabama wide receiver, yeah. you know, two was from Alabama, two was from Al- Alabama, Jalen Wallace from Alabama, sing, yeah. and and then people would make the argument. Oh, you know he, you know he's he's paid as like a you know a top ten receiver, and he's not really. And you want to inherit that cap space, and then look what the Browns did—they restructured his contract, so it wouldn't yeah. take that much cap they, space. They they would have just restructured it anyway. And by the way, this um this this he's not a top ten, pay- bro. He's still really like, freaking good. He's part, had like part, five part one thousand yard seasons. Part of part. Of Dak's success is because of Mari Cooper, bro. You gotta give. You gotta give. Yeah. We are in this the is moment. Good. I think it was either the moment or the following year. Dak uh, became the starter. Like, I think. I think when his rookie year without Amari Cooper, I think the second year they he came in the season as a starting quarterback for the Cowboys, and then they made the trade for Amari Cooper mm-hmm. to help out their quarterback. Yeah. I don't. Want, I don't want to hear like. Look, we are in a different era, okay? The 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 gritty defense running game thing that don't exist anymore. I don't want to hear that. What wins? What wins? Champ? What's winning the Super Bowl these days is elite quarterback play with a lot of with a lot of skill sets and weaponry. You know, you give Joe. Look, you give Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they reach the Super Bowl. You give the Rams that had a lot of offensive weaponry. An elite quarterback, they they win the Super Bowl. Offensive line too. I can't discount yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, look, 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 look. Patrick Mahomes' line went down in, the, yeah, in that right. Super Bowl yeah. two yeah. years ago, yeah. scrambling around like 500 yards behind the backfield, and, and he and he lost. Joe Burrow Tom, went Tom, all the way to the Super Bowl. Crappy O line, he lost. T- Tom Brady. You need from, to surround the Tom, quarterback Tom with Brady, everything. Tom Brady left a team that had like not very good wide receiver play. And the worst tight end production in the league. He goes to Tampa Bay. And what happens? He gets O.J. Howard, um, Cameron Bray. Um, wait, was Cameron Bray in that Tampa Bay yeah. team? Okay. Yeah. Gronk uh, comes. Gronk, Leonard Fournette. Leonard he's like, Fournette, hey, let's join this party Chris too. Godwin, Mike Evans. Antonio Brown's Antonio like, Brown. yeah, yeah, I'll play with him. And what happens? So they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they were stacked. They were stacked. They had guys. And. They probably couldn't have made it again if it wasn't for all those guys uh, yeah, getting yeah, injured no, this past right. year. You're absolutely right, and, and I completely agree. I thought Tampa Bay just completely broke down at the end of the year. And that's the only really, really reason why they lost. Mm-hmm. 
And I just and they're still trying to get it back going, bro. Yeah. And they picked up a, a wide receiver from Atlanta. They picked up some pieces. They made a trade for Shaq Mason mm-hmm. from the Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shaq Mason, a guard. Uh, what the the Bucks gave up a fifth round pick yeah, for like, a tremendous where, guard for where, the Patriots. Where, Why couldn't the Dolphins do that? Where is the smart trades? Where the, is the cap manipulation? We couldn't have gave where's, around that fourth round pick. Where's the aggressiveness? Where we we'll have the quarterback on the rookie's contract, and I feel like we're doing absolutely nothing, and it doesn't make me feel like you're trying to win and be aggressive, like. Can you just just tell me the truth, Dolphins, Chris Greer? Do you really believe in Tua, or you guys are so stubborn because you you have to forever live for the fact that you chose Tua over Justin Herbert, and you need to prove that this guy is better, or you didn't make the mistake drafting Tua? No, it's not. They believe in Tua. That's why they fired Flores for Tua. The problem with Chris Greer is he doesn't have the cojones to actually. Do what needs to be done. And that's to he go made, he after made, studs. He makes these trades. Even, he he, even his tra- drafting. Even he made that big trade and what's that guy? And by the way, we did have studs. We had Laramie Tunsil and Minka Fitzpatrick. You guys gave them away. Mm-hmm. Trading them away. We're not even keeping we're not even keeping the studs that we draft. We actually draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, Why but, is Chris Greer like do people really think he's a good GM? Are people just afraid to say he sucks? Yep. He's as clumsy as he is stupid. Yep, I, I'm, I'm with gonna, you. For, but for most of his I'm drafts, gonna, the first rounders either didn't work out or or they become like, eh, they're solid, kind of good players. But, you know, there's no, there's, no, there's no playmakers, no game changers. Uh, that's what we need on this team. And he doesn't draft him, and he doesn't sign him through free agency because his free agency policy for many years, he always talks about is that I'd rather f- sign five good players than one, like, great player. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that, dude. Because when you have... Because it's gotten you so far. Because when you have an elite quarterback... So many playoff appearances. Uh, playoffs? When you have an elite quarterback, <laughs> your job is to get him the best players. Because that's how, you, that's how you win football games. That's how you win a roster. You get... You get you f- get the best players somehow, some way, either by free agency trading or drafting. Mm. And he doesn't get them through the draft. I mean, this past draft, yeah, everybody's like, oh, well, he got Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddle in the first round. Yeah, that's like one out of like the six drafts. You're that right, done. and I've been one saying that as well. That's why I'm not going to destroy yeah. Chris Greer. Why but, do you think the but, Cowboys? But, but, I'm sorry. Let me finish. All right, go, go, go. go. But I'm not going to destroy Chris Greer, uh, Chris Greer, for this past draft because he, for the most part, did draft relatively well. But that does not excuse you for taking Noah Iguanabini over someone like I don't know Jonathan Taylor, you know, for a position that we needed to address right away, and it still hasn't been followed addressed. Because you know what they did the whole Jordan Howard. And who was the other guy uh, from the 49ers? Malcolm Brown. Not Malcolm Brown from the 49ers. Oh, oh uh, Raheem Moser? Not Moser. He- oh, oh, Matt Breda. Breda. We did the whole getting some cheap dudes that he, that if like, dude, Chase Edmonds, we got him for cheap. How come? How come the? How come the Arizona Cardinals didn't keep him for that same price yeah. tag? The Arizona, say something. The Arizona Cardinals. Chose a more traditional running back in James Conner, who's been injured every year since, even when he back when he was on the Steelers. Yeah, they chose a more injury-prone running back over Chase Edmonds. And again, some of these guys left these teams for deals that are not even that bad, and these teams didn't resign them for those deals, those said deals. So what does that tell you? Lyle Collins, great tackle from the Cowboys. The Cowboys literally cut him. He's sitting out there. All you got to do is give him some money. They and, and apparently, from what I read today you in the Miami Herald, they didn't even offer him anything. The Dolphins didn't even offer any, him anything. And he went to the Bengals on a, what was it, a three-year, 30, $30 million contract? The same contract we gave Eric Flowers a couple years ago? And we let him go to the Washington football team? That's a great contract for one of the 
one of the best the, tackles in the league. And what the hell Washington's doing right now? That's cheap for a tackle in today. What's Mike? Why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Washington doing right now? They let Brandon Sheriff go, and they cut Eric Flowers anyway. Well, pick up Eric Flowers then. The the Browns cut the the center was really good. We're not chasing after him. I, I I I take a chance on Eric Flowers. Maybe you could even get him cheaper now that he just got cut. Somewhere, yeah. I mean, he's got to go somewhere, right? A team's gonna pick him up, right? Yeah. Why not us? Why not? But well, where again? I will give them Connor Williams. I will give them that. Connor Williams is a good guard, and I and I'm gonna say it on the show because I haven't said it publicly to uh, the Dolphins fans out there that I. I really like the Connor Williams signing. I I, I read up a little bit of him, um, uh, of you know about his scouting report coming out when he got drafted, and it says that he has all the talent in the world, and he had like one down year before he got drafted uh, because of I think he had a knee injury or something like that, and he had to get back uh, back to form. And people always say he's got tremendous p- potential. He's been a really good guard. Uh, for the Cowboys, he started kind of low in his career based on his Pro Football Focus rankings. But each, uh, but each year that passes, his uh, rank, his uh, his grades from uh, Pro Football Focus have increased. Uh, this past year, yeah, he had a tremendous amount of penalties. He had 15 penalties, but his years before that, he only had like five or six penalties before that. So I think, I think the 15 penalties is like an outlier thing. I think it's an undisciplinary thing based on Mike. McCarthy's Cowboys and uh, and you know I'm not really too worried about the penalties because I still think he's a pretty good guard I don't think he's a like a stud like Lyle Collins is but I, I think he he's a good asset pro football focus named him like the 11th best guard freaking Austin Jackson who we gave up Minka Fitzpatrick for is like ranked like 50 something and I think whoever the other guard is, it's like 70-something. Mm-hmm. This deal is getting worse all the time. He's an upgrade. Yeah, he's definitely an upgrade. He's better than Austin Jackson. Yep. And now we just got to wait until Teron Armstead comes to town and hopefully signs with us. Uh, I still don't understand why they didn't make a, a, a pitch to Lyle Collins, if that's true. I don't know why they didn't do that because Lyle Collins is younger. Uh, he seems to be more durable. Teron Armstead is an elite player, definitely, but he seems to be injured every single year. Plus, he's like 30 years old. So I'm like, I figured Lyle Collins would be the guy you would want to go to first and have Armstead as a secondary option based on his durability. But whatever. It seems like they want to go after Armstead, and you know what? Like, as uh, I know about the dirty durability factor, but you know what? Like, we need, we need some good tackles on this team. The deflector shield. We need a good well, so I'm willing line. to take the shot there. Where, why, again, again, how? Now, what's our center issue? Are we, I, I, this, I, Who's I'm, our pre- center? I'm predicting them. Who's our center? Am I the center? No. Nope, Are you, you know, the center? I'm definitely not the center. I'm too small and fat. Who's the center of this team right now? It is Michael Dieter. Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I have a huge fit uh, last off season about the center position? Who is who? Are, are they going to fix the right tackle? <laughs> are they going to fix the right tackle? Did you know? Did you know that our our blindside tackle was graded the worst tackle in the league last year? Yeah. I knew that. Did they fix that? I think two of our players were like, what, like one and two, like right next to each other as some of the worst tackles in the league. At some point, Jesse Davis was our right tackle, right? Uh, I'm distracted right now. Uh, yes, yes, he was. And he's probably going to be the roster, and he's probably going to be our starter. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. There's been some, there's been some media speculation whether or not he's going to be cut. Uh, 
I, kinda, I, mean, when, I feel bad for him, but, you know, maybe he was the best out of the worst that we had over the years, and that's why he stuck around. I don't know. But when you are the worst-graded blindside tackle, you are a cut. And this team has done nothing to really settle this. They settle one thing, the guard. I will give them Connor Williams. But everything else, it's a bunch of re-signing our players to cheap deals. That's fine. A little consistency is not a worst thing. But forgive me if Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert are going to scare teams away with that running attack. Uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, didn't we have him a couple years ago as a practice squatter? And we, and we decided to let him go or a backup running back on because our team? Because he was a nobody and he became a somebody on that Kyle Shanahan offense. Yeah, exactly. And he had a tremendous season before but, he got but hurt. Don't, but don't. Then he came back, was doing really well in that offense, then he got hurt again. So, I again, I like the Mozart signing. It's, uh, it's someone who was proven to have a lot of success uh, in this system. So, it makes sense to bring someone like that over to the Dolphins. However, again, durability is a concern, and with and and the Dolphins, we keep trying this philosophy, and we try this philosophy about you know it's you know the the offensive line matters, and you could have anybody at running back because they're a dime a dozen. So let's not invest heavily in draft picks or financials, and. Uh, and draft picks and financials. And granted, it's a theory I do believe in, but it's a theory that has not worked for them because they have tried this. Uh, they have tried this, like, let's not invest in the running backs heavily for years now. And they could sign Malcolm Brown. They could sign Matt. They could trade for Matt Breida with a fifth round pick. They could get Jordan Howard. They could get these guys to just fill in. And Miles Gaskin and Savin Ahmed and all these dudes, but in the end, they don't make enough plays, and we're always gonna look for something better. So, you know, it's just, it's just they need it. They either need a stud, and but you know, whatever. They're, we gotta restart. We gotta start out fresh because Mike McDaniel's needs to build this offense in his own light too. Because we just got through Flores. So we gotta restart again. It's very frustrating for for me because I'm tired of restarting. I'm tired of having a coach come in here and every three years we're just blowing it up again and turning it over again. So I'm frustrated because at this point we were supposed to be a playoff contender with Flores. We never got to that. And and I just thought this team would have more going on. I thought, and it's very disappointing for me. But whatever, I got to get over that. I'm not over that right now. So we got McDaniel's in here. He needs to find the personnel to suit his system to get it right. I don't, and I, I think he's, they made smart moves. But I'm very, I'm, I'm very impatient by this point. I just want to win. I, I want to have superstars. I want to have a real contending offense that's going to scare opposing teams. Let's get a drive going and score some damn points. And Chris Greer re-signing Preston Williams for a one-year deal. And yes, it's cheap. And yes, Preston Williams is extremely talented. And yes, he's a good run blocker. And you're going to need that in a system where running an offensive line and pushing people in the trenches is going to be key. But, but you're again. If you're Chris Greer, you're a guess. You're 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 reinvesting again in a receiver who is not known to be durable. We're talking about Preston Williams now, about the resign okay. for him. I don't mind. So the first three years, he's had significant injuries where he's missed a lot of time. Uh, this past year, it was almost like he wasn't even there because. He also had some he was getting off an injury plus he had some disciplinary issues with Brian Flores and now and so you reinvestment in him. So now you got Devontae it looks like we got Devontae Parker back. Preston Williams back. We let Mac Mac Collins go to the Raiders. Actually, you know what I like you know this may sound crazy to some of you, but but you know what I'd I'd rather keep Mac Collins over Preston Williams. 
Because at least Matt Collins, I know he's going to be on the field. I know he's going to be reliable. I know that two already has chemistry with him. And I know the guy was a team captain last year. And yeah, he wasn't like a special player as a team captain because he was like the fourth receiver on that team. But at least he was there. At least he made the catches. At least he was on the field. At least your quarterback had some sort of chemistry with him. Um, I And you got rid of that guy to keep uh, a receiver who... Uh, uh, one of the receivers that constantly disappoint you. It's the same headache. I think you... I, I, my I'm, opinion, I'm, I'm done with it. They need to blow it up and get some new, fresh stud receivers in here. I'm just going to say that I think your Preston Williams complaint... It's a little... It's not just him. It's a reflection of all of them. No, I know. I know. They've been here for years. It's been Parker, Williams, Wilson, Alan Hearns has durability issues that we've known for forever. We got him, too. Oh, he got injured. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? How many years I've complained about Devontae Parker? I've complained about that dude for years. How is he still on the roster still? Why is he not a cap casual? That's why. That's my point. They should all be gone. Should all be getting in fresh people. Cedric Wilson, whatever. I don't mind Preston because we paying him peanuts and Cracker Jacks. He's getting paid peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Yeah. Devontae Parker, though, he's got $10 million a year, and he's got done nothing to earn that $10 million. This deal is getting worse all the time. He is literally a dude that's live up the old, old, old uh, that potential, that high ceiling. He's so talented. He could be the next AJ Green if he just stays healthy. But does he? I, I just to, to be to know what it is is uh, in, in fairness, Devontae Parker. He's he's been in more. He's played more games than he's missed the last couple years. So I'll give him that credit. But the problem is we get frustrated because the moment he goes down, everybody else is going down too. Yeah. And it just looks a lot and worse. He, and it's just what always bugged me. Devontae Parker has been in this organization for a good number of years now. Mm. Since 2015. He, he's been here. He's been through what? Uh, he's, he's been here through Philbin, Gase, Flores. Yes. And now he's, now he's, he's with gonna, McDaniels. He's going to be in his fourth coach in one time in his whole career so far on the same team I mean how was he not a captain why was Mac Hollins who by the way left us to go join the Raiders mm. why was he a captain and not Devontae Parker like, I never felt the passion in Devontae Parker I never felt like man that guy wants to win all that stuff nah man I don't feel I don't look I'm not saying be Michael Irving but come on man I don't I don't understand why we still have I feel like this team this this is this is why like I feel like this team is just full of guys who just just happy to get a paycheck, bro. Where are the guys that wanna win? Where's where are the guys that wanna unleash their will on these opposing where teams? Where are the guys that wanna what? you know that hate again, to lose? W- again, I get that with Mike Gasecki. Look, I know I am a broken record. I know I preach I say this over and over again. And there's reasons why I'm saying this. Because, again, we are in an era where you need playmakers on offense for your quarterback. It's just it is. It's just how the game is now. Let's get a drive going and score some damn points. There's a reason Russell Wilson was like, train me to Denver. Because he wanted to play with those wide receivers. Uh-huh. There's a reason There's a reason Tom Brady left New England to go to Tampa. Because he wanted to play with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. There's a reason... There, there's a reason Stafford was like, please get me out of Detroit. I want to go to, I want to go to Los Angeles because Sean McVay's an elite offensive mind, and I have that Cooper Cup, receiver, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods, Woods and like Odell Beckham I mean, when they traded. Even look, look at that, <laughs> the Rams. That's another good example. Robert Woods goes down, and they somehow get Odell Beckham on their team. Even. Even Ryan Tannehill, a dude we've talked smack about for years. Wow. He goes to a team that has Derrick Henry to hand the ball to and A.J. Brown to throw the ball to. A physical wide receiver. And what do you know? Ryan Tannehill is winning divisions. Uh 
Mm-hmm. And this organization can't even decide whether to keep Mike Gusecki or not. Mm-hmm. We'll tag him. And I still get Mike saying that's a guy that just wants to catch footballs, unleash his will, get touchdowns, win games. Mm-hmm. Like, where is that, that guy gets me excited. Yeah. Like he, like he, like you can up. see that he's passionate. You can see that he's a. I, I think he's a real leader. I think he's a more of a leader than 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 some of the captains we had last year. Yeah, and like, he wasn't even a captain. Mm-hmm. Why was he not a captain? Like, is this team so? Are these players that so? Like, are are, are we are we that team now? Are we just a paycheck team? Are you just with the Dolphins because you're getting a paycheck and it doesn't it doesn't snow? No, you're with the Dolphins because you're with an organization that had the only undefeated season, that had Don Shula, the winningest coach of all time, and had Dan Marino, who when he retired, broke every record known to the man. A team that had Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas unleashing their will. A team that had the no-name defense, the Killer Bees, the Marks Brothers. Where are those guys in these Dolphins these days, dude? Where are those guys that you when you're playing against them like, hey, we gotta be prepared, bro. We gotta be prepared for ninety-nine. We gotta be prepared for thirteen. We gotta figure out a way to outsmart Shula. Mm-hmm. We gotta find a way to stop Kick and Mercury Morris and Larry Sanka. Where what happened to this Dolphins team that a team comes in on Sunday? Oh, Devontae Parker, eh, he'll probably pull a hamstring. Oh, that that offensive line, eh, yeah, my little sister could probably pass through whoever our left guard is. You know, this this is this team, we we literally taint the year, and I still don't feel like we've made any true progress. While we saw Cincinnati go to the Super Bowl. You see the Chargers draft a stud quarterback. And they load up with more studs. Yep. We see... And Tom Telesco ain't much younger than Chris Greer. Mm-hmm. I think they're, like, maybe a year or two apart. There's a reason why the Cowboys... The Cowboys aren't afraid to draft, like, skeptical characters. Or, or players with like durability hey, questions they, on the draft because they, they, they know their high prospects. They, the Cowboys, I'll give them this: they do know how to draft talent, especially the offensive That's side of the That's what the star ball. on their helmet is for. They and draft they, stars. They acquire they, stars. They, they they traded down and still got the defensive player, the defensive rookie of the year, Michael Parsons, a dude that should have not even dropped in that draft. I, I don't even think he dropped. I just think for whatever reason, people just didn't need to draft him. And the Cowboys was like, "We're taking this guy." And look at that. And I could have told you that that guy was going to be a stud overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knew. There's there's just, like, some names in the draft where, like, you could just be a casual fan. You don't even need to look at their tape. You'd be like, yeah, that guy's going to be stud. Yeah. And and the Dolphins don't take him. No, no, we don't. Maybe, maybe we would have drafted Shamar, Jamar Chase if uh, the Bengals uh, drafted an offensive lineman instead. Or you would have just not traded down. And just stay with that third overall pick and get yourself a Jamar yeah. Chase or a Kyle Pitts. Ooh, imagine Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosecki running wild on that middle of the field. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not even mad about the trade down. I'm okay with that. But if you're making a move like that, you better know who you're going to draft that you believe will either be an immediate impact or will be an immediate, will be an impact at some point. You gotta get guys that you know are gonna be good. This is what I this is what I don't understand because again, we had three first round picks and all three of them look like disasters. Two of will forever be known as the guy that I got picked before Justin Herbert. Austin Jackson has just been a complete disaster on t- and both guard and tackle. And Noe Gonavity is not even playing anymore. And again, we replaced Laramie Tunsil and Minka Fitzpatrick. Two guys that were already proven for two guys that everybody knew one were just inferior versions of what they gave up. 
And they're not even trying to be good. They're bad. <sighs> Look, we have the draft coming up. I mean, you better be good at drafting, Greer, because you're drafting late because that 49ers team did not did not suck. How many how many first round picks we got this draft? We have one first round pick, which is the 49ers pick. Okay. Which is the 30th. So, so it's towards the bottom. The 29th, 30th pick, somewhere around there. And towards the bottom yeah. of the draft. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it's either, I mean, you could trade down and get more picks in the second round. Look, this is my this is my theory with the offensive line. I think they're going to try to sign as many decent, solid starter free agents as possible. Because, they they you know the draft experts. Some of the draft experts project that there's going to be one or two. Uh, good, really good centers towards the end of that first round. You better get it. And I, I would hope the Dolphins would be aggressive to move up uh, whatever spots they need to just to be safe and to ensure that they land one of those centers. Yes. Because I, t- I told people last year, I was very concerned about the center position because people were like, oh, Michael Dieter's starting. Oh, they have faith in Michael Dieter. They, blah, 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 this blah. center sucks. He sucked. The, all he these sucked because center- they had nothing left. That's why they started. All these centers were bad, bro. They were, yeah. They were like, you know, they're solid filling guys. Yeah, they can start for you in a pinch, but they're not the guys. Dude, this whole. They're not going to. Did you see how many holes they opened up? Again. Did they open up a lot of running lanes this past season? You know, I don't think so. You know, and you know, and Dieter got injured. Oh, you know, and Greg Manx had to step in. Hey, and hey, Greg Manx got injured. Hey, dude, you know, you know that um, Justin Herbert had a really bad offensive line his rookie year, right? But let's. But let me let me finish. Uh huh. They he had a really bad offensive line his first year, and what happened in the off season? They get Corey Lindsley, and they drafted uh, Rashawn Slater. Oh my God! One off season, dude. Mm-hmm. One off season. Mm-hmm. They figured it out. They've solved it. <laughs> they solved it in one year. We can't even do this in ten. It's amazing. It's amazing that you gotta. You have to be aggressive, dude. If you know, especially if you know those guys are studs and they know and you know that they can play, just offer either trade for them. Or offer them whatever they want in their contract, and then you can manipulate the cap space however you want to once they're on your team. I I feel like this league, you could tell who are the great GMs. You could tell the ones that are like garbage, bro. And look, man, Chris Greer. I'm sorry, Greer. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I I I know. Look, maybe he's better than Ireland. I don't know, but Still you could you enough. could you could tell who are the smart GMs, bro. You could just tell. You could tell. You could tell who are the better, who are the smart GMs, bro. Because it's sure ain't Greer, man. Because I didn't see anything. I have not been that impressed with Greer. Even that trade down with the 49ers. The problem with that trade down is. You gotta draft them. You gotta draft those good players with those picks, bro. And you haven't done that great of a job outside of this year. All right, I think we gotta end the show. My dad keeps calling me. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get my dad food too. All right, so a banker and a bartender ranting about the Dolphins once again. So, uh, yeah, I think we're venting on the Dolphins' free agency as a whole, and maybe our next episode will actually name all these players and kind of do a breakdown on how they're going to help the team the and be draft. a little and, and, yeah and then <clears throat> and we'll be a little bit more positive uh with that episode because we all know the fans like positivity we got to make it disney world for them bitches <laughs> all right all right uh thanks i'd like to thank dolphins talk for having our episodes uh, posted on there so uh we'll see you guys later and uh, we're looking to have some more Damn Dolphins Disciples. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.